When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Sports Complex of the Horn. Hour two of the Sports Complex coming at you. Patrick Davis here. You can follow me at It's Patrick Davis. In studio with me today at Jacob Standard, the man himself who does the digital world for us here at the radio station sitting in with me today having a fun little friday getting you ready uh for the weekend of sports college football is back it's back back. tomorrow college football is back we'll talk about that we'll talk some more about which uh which longhorn game this season is the most important to texas fans send this in 512-337-3776 and the big fat poll of the day who you want to see a docu-series of, of which Longhorn legend. Got some good answers coming up on the Specs text line. Thank you all for joining the conversation. Uh, and uh, then we'll get you off at 645 for Vandergrift football as they start off their season, I believe, against Stripping Springs. I believe that is correct. I believe. I believe that is correct. I just read that five minutes ago, but I still am going to say I believe. It's better than me. I think I voiced the promo. <laughs> you have heard his name. He's heard, he's heard his voice on the promos. Jacob Standard. Uh, yeah, join the conversation. 512-337-3776 is how you can join the conversation. Uh, some more great text uh, about who you would like to see. Uh, I'd like to see V. Young. It would be pretty interesting. Uh, a documentary on the 36-year-old with a false name on the UT roster. I believe he's only 30. Wait a minute. I believe he was only 30. That's the if one. If we're talking about the same guy. That's the one. We just found it. Uh, Ron Weaver, who was on his seventh year of eligibility when he tricked UT into thinking that he was a high school student going into college or whatever it was. Oh, my goodness. And changed his name. And he played for, like, multiple different schools. The funny part is he probably could have just done this now. In today's college football, he could have just been this guy. Yeah, I'm on my sixth COVID year. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, I'm on another year. No, I got, I got COVID. They gave me a year. Yeah, they gave me another one, yeah. <laughs> so that one, yeah, I believe Ron Weaver is, uh, is who you're thinking of. Uh, the, v- the VY can be a tight end for Jeff Fisher is the coach that kills quarterbacks' careers, unless you're Kerry Collins. Then he keeps it alive forever on life support. <laughs> Just- I was at the party when Ramon Taylor got arrested. Text her, I need more information. Text in more information about the party. I don't know enough about that story to be yeah. fully, but I'm invested on yours because it's your first text to us, too. It's oh, your first, wow. the first text, and you, you, I love it. We have a Thanks secret source? We have a secret source. What did they text in under? Did they put a name? <laughs> There's no name on that one. Oh, man. Uh, the Mac Brown firing, Nick Saban hiring. That's it. I, like the, there could be just a Texas football docuseries and just kind of each topic. And some of them, you have to do like two or three for Ricky and like two for Earl. Oh, yeah. Go through. You have to do some extras. But you could do like 20 episodes, 30 episodes. Oh, dude, they have NFL films? You could have Longhorn films and just have content this is for what, months. All right, t- take all that Longhorn Network yeah, there you go. studios there you and go. turn them over. That's what Longhorn Network is now. It's Longhorn Films. Uh, any Friday Night Lights setup in the new setup? Yes, uh, Vandergriff will be on the air tonight at 645. We will be the home of Vandergriff going forward. Uh, so you can hear that as well. Uh, yeah. 
That is uh, some text. Keep sending them in, 512-337-3776. We also want to hear from the conversation this morning. Which team, uh, are you, which game are you most worried about? What's the most important game uh, for the Longhorns? And, Jacob, that's where we'll start here in the 6 o'clock before we get to a little preview of some other games. Uh, for you, and, and I think Aaron had a good point about this, about the Alabama game. I don't agree with it fully because I'm going to be irrational. But he had the rational good point that Alabama, if you put that as a make or break on the season, and they're just really good, and Nick Saban, you're at Alabama, and they win, uh, it's kind of, it, it can put a mark on your season if that's a make or break game. But for me, it's still, I, I like to look at it as the most important because it's going to change throughout the season. You know, and so you say right now, the most important game is Alabama because if you beat Alabama, your goals are national championship. Yep. And if you lose, then you go fine. But the goal now is Big Twelve Championship. Maybe you can make a college football playoff and slip in the back door and be in you know eight and one, nine and one. But I think that that's really kind of the the, the curve. So for me, I'm still saying it's Alabama. What is it for you? It's Alabama without a doubt. And I want to use a quote from a very wise person I know named Patrick Davis. It's the <laughs> all gas, no excuses tour. It is. So you cannot start now by saying, well, you know, we can live with a loss to Alabama. You know, if the expectations are national yeah. ones. There, and there, there is no moral victories anymore. Right, right. And so this is, for all the hype and everything we built up, I, I can't, if I've been preaching this hype for the past three weeks here on the show, and before that with Ball Don't Lie, then... You know, I feel I need to continue to preach it that I think this is a team that can beat Alabama. 100%. Uh, you know, this is a team that, and especially when he's heard, we played Nick Saban yesterday talking about he wants a quarterback to step up and take it. And now beating the crap out of Texas would take up and stay, you know, you be the quarterback. I think he found his guy. Yeah. <laughs> but I, we're hoping that does not happen. And so if we move on with that and we say we're both on Alabama, yep. then when we start to rank these other teams, where are you going second of the second most important game? Oklahoma. Take care of your yep. rival and the yep. person going to the SEC with you. Okay. That is second order of business. I agree with you on that one. Yeah, because I agree that the Oklahoma game, and it is, it's, you know, you, you're coming off, you, you just beat them so bad. Yeah. You beat the brakes off them last year, and now you're going to come back, and if you lose that one, it was Dylan Gabriel was hurt. That was it. You guys beat us without our starting quarterback. That's what our problem was. Yeah. And so, you know, to come back and beat him again, to show you're at that level, to not let this be another year of disappointment, I, I, I agree with you. That, for me, is my number two as well. Now, if we go to, to three. Okay. I got Kansas State. I like that. I do like Kansas State as well. And I'm going to tell you why it's Texas Tech for me, and it was Texas Tech originally. Really? And, it, I, like, I don't – this has less to do with the whole Brett Yarmark thing. It has less to do with, you know, the the rivalry that they're trying to pretend is this long-lived rivalry that both teams – because everyone I know, no one dislikes Tech. Like, people dislike Tech now well, because Tech is being so unbelievably crass. And just like, no, no, we, we the ref should fix the game for us. And we should, like – so I get that people now are getting more upset at him. I, for most people that are growing up and every we had friends that went to tech. I don't really care that much about tech because I didn't care. You know, they were a team that gets annoying when they beat you, but they were like Kansas. It's or, like one of those whoever they're playing, they're on upset alert. You know what I mean? And yeah, that's about the, it's, the it's peak like, of their relevance. It's like TCU or Kansas State. Like Kansas, they they would beat us more. The Purple Kryptonite would take care of us more than Texas Tech was ever a problem. Absolutely. Or an Iowa State would where I put Texas Tech. And you go, I get it. They're both Texas teams, right? But I'm not I'm not counting Lubbock. 
I live in Austin. I'm not counting Lubbock like that. I think it's just because they're so obnoxious. <laughs> it is. No, and I get it, but it's it's one of the parts what's making me happy to go to the SEC because there's going to be obnoxious people there. Everyone's obnoxious, though. But, so you though, just but a in. lot of those teams are better at football. So, <laughs> so. so I'm not – like they have a bit more history, and I get it. I, I just don't – and I don't think they're going to care as much about building a rivalry with us. It's – it's very annoying to have a needy person grabbing at your leg constantly. You just laid out the beef most people have with Longhorns fans. Yeah, that we don't care? That, or that they wish you were a little bit better at football for how much you run your mouth. Yeah. Look, so, I get paid to run my mouth. That is a fact. <laughs> but No, I agree. And look, people get mad at the Longhorns. I get it. And what CDC tweeted out a thing of somebody wanted to make the shirt that said Texas embrace the hate. And he was like, Do I don't know. It. And he, he, CDC seems on board for it. But again, this is the John Wick season. Multiple players have mentioned the John Wick season. Yeah, they're that obviously this is saying the that. Everyone hates a season. So I get it. But my, to go back to the original point of why the Texas Tech game is because it is a trap game. Because if you're playing well and you're rolling through the season and you're playing at home and it's around Thanksgiving and your mind wanders to the college football playoff and the Big 12 championship, and it wanders off of the goal at hand, that's a hard game with the holiday right around it to really focus fully. And it's it's a game where some of the guys that you may need to play big in that game are going home and they're not getting enough playing time, and they go talk to the uncle who is pissed off because you know his nephew that he told everybody at work was going to get a bunch of playing time, even though he's never supposed to. He taught, and he's not playing, so screw Sark, and, and you should transfer off this. You shouldn't even play another down for them. They don't deserve you. And that's a, and you have friends and everybody who's telling that's You're playing right after that, yeah. which is just a weird time of year when you get to the holidays. So that's why I thought it was a trap game because it is. You just If you can run through the gauntlet of everything else that season and have it be a one-loss team or a zero-loss team getting to Texas Tech, it's going to be real hard to not look ahead. Especially if Tech is like a seven-win team, six wins at that yeah. point. Like that, I agree. I agree. It's that just, could be a trap. That's why I have put Texas Tech as such an important game is because I think that it's a very easy game to lose for Texas just in the fact that they could be looking ahead. And now reality is Texas could stumble before that. Right. And that changes everything. And, it, you know, then we're not drinking the Kool-Aid anymore and, you know, you just got to try and win what you can but I, as I'm looking at it, I think they can beat Alabama. I think they can go and have a run, and they'll probably drop one. But I, that Texas Tech game, all that Brett Yormark really did was put put himself more on the map of like, cool, get some extra motivation for this team late in the season where they may not be as focused. I'm sure Joey McGuire would not have appreciated. Joey McGuire would have been fine if that clip never made it out of Lubbock. Oh, yeah. And we know that he went on Jim Rome the next day and basically – said nothing, and when he was directly asked about it, said Sark is a good coach, that offense should be really good, but we're not looking, that's too far down the line, that's a long ways away, and we're, we're going to move on with what we're doing. That's what his response was. So he knows it, yeah. as well as anybody else. Uh, but that's where I put it. Is there any other game on there that you look at, and you is like a TCU to you a big game? They've been problem. They are playing for the national championship last year. Sonny Dykes has, has never lost to Sark, or never lost to Texas. TCU, not so much. They lost a lot um, yeah, they did. to the NFL, and uh, you know they're not going to have the same team they had last year. Sonny Dykes is still a phenomenal coach, but and I'm not saying it's not an important game. I'm just saying it's not as important as someone say, I still think Kansas, because I still think the same mindset you had with Tech, where it's like that boogeyman still kind of lives in the mind of Longhorns and Longhorns fans of, you know, got to beat Kansas. Can't get beat by the Jayhawks in football. 
Yeah. No, and I, I get and that is definitely a trap game, and it I, it's crazy that that's a trap game now. But I think that yeah. it, it, it is that's a game you can get up for, and Texas is still just a bigger, better team than them. Right. So any of those games can end up being that. Any game can, but you have to, you know, if you're going to play at that level, it's more of, you know, outside factors in that last game of the season for me, outside factors when you add in family and everybody, when you say, well, if the team's going to go home for a day or two right. before that game. I'll say it's also the week before the Oklahoma game. So it could be possible to start looking at that Oklahoma game yeah. knowing that Kansas is not a traditional football powerhouse. It is. If it was in Kansas, I would be a little bit more worried it's at Texas. So it it's a trap I with me. But, yeah, I, I would say going to TCU would worry me more. Going to Iowa State, uh, you know, that, again, is a game late in the season where, you know, you got to keep focused going to a place that you don't necessarily want to go. You can keep telling us your answers on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. Um, most important game, Texas and OU. Game I'm most worried about, a trap game versus Kansas, just like Jacob just said. Yeah. Uh, we got most important game. The next one. Thanks, Coach. Ooh, I, know. I like I, that. Look, look, I, like I that know text. the most important game is the next one. I know it is, but that's that's boring for my job. <laughs> <laughs> right? Imagine if we just came in here. What's the most important game? Man, the first get, one. Move guys, on. Guys, if I talked about Rice for the next four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> the next two weeks. If the last four weeks was just me talking about Rice. I got to tell guys, you, man, that Rice QB, he really scares me. He can give these Texas DBs some fits if we're not up to it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Yes, and uh, uh, we got a text back from the party, so I will get to that. We will get to the the text of the arrest party. We got a text there. We'll get to that. I do want to preview some of the other games this weekend to get you ready uh, for your games this weekend. We'll start off. There's basically three games I'm previewing. One of them is going to seem off, but there's a reason why it's on there. Okay. So we'll start. There's two big games. There's two big games. The first one is Navy versus Notre Dame. Uh, Look, we know who's going to win. Uh, but it's a 20-and-a-half-point spread right now. So your question is, can Notre Dame beat Navy by three touchdowns? Uh, this is a big year for Marcus Freeman as a coach, right? You're, he's not you – know, Brian Kelly's doing big things yeah. in, in LSU, so you have to turn it around. They get Sam Hartman from Wake Forest, right? It's his sixth season. He started his freshman year. He only played – he played four games uh, his sophomore year, so he redshirts, plays a full – starts his sophomore season, starts his junior season, starts senior – playing his sixth season now. Right. So he has a ton of experience. He's a ACC uh, touchdown pa- passing touchdowns leader. He's got a ton of so this offense should be better than it was last year, right? Yeah, the offense should be better. The question is for the point spread is basically there's new clock rules, which means you can run the clock even more than you used to because the clock doesn't stop for first downs anymore. Okay, so you can just basically keep running that clock. Well, that's a good note. And Navy. Runs the ball. They were number two in pat in rush rushes last season, right? Uh, they do have a new OC. He's allegedly going to throw the ball more, which would mean they would drop to third or fourth in rushing. Have you ever seen Navy throw the ball? That's what he's, they apparently got a new guy. His name's Grant Chestnut from Kennesaw State. Throw that out at a party when you're watching the game. <laughs> we all, you know Grant Chestnut from Kennesaw State's there, the new offensive coordinator for Navy. Oh, I can't he's going to throw the ball more. I can't believe y'all uh, didn't know Chet, he was Kennesaw State runs the ball a lot too, though. So. I don't think he's going to throw it a bunch more. Uh, but that is the one question is, can they get 21 points? Because is it is Navy just going to run the ball enough? I think Notre Dame can still cover easily because you're going to get a couple big quick scores on Navy. They're just not a great defensive team either. Yeah. So I, I think that it's easy enough to say Notre Dame covers this one. What do you got? I think they cover that by halftime, and they never give it back. 
yeah, that, that one's not as, as big. Uh, all right, so this next game. The reason why I'm talking about it is because there is basically Notre Dame and Navy early, then uh, one game that you can watch in between before you get to USC San Jose State. And that is UTEP and Jacksonville. Jacksonville State, sorry. Don't want to throw away Jacksonville there. UTEP versus Jacksonville State. Uh, it is a actual conference game, Conference USA. This is Jacksonville State's first game in the FBS. Oh, they no. just moved up to a D1 school. Shock the nation. UTEP is one and a half uh, point uh, favorite. They returned four starting O linemen. They have a redshirt senior uh, quarterback in Gavin Hardison for UTEP. I, I think UTEP can cover this easily. You know, it is Jacksonville State can try and make the big one, but uh, this is a first FBS game. They are entering the big leagues. Usually those guys take a little bit to get the recruiting up. I'm going to take Jacksonville State to cover. Yeah. You're going to take them to cover one and a half. One and a half. You're not going to take them to win straight up. I don't think either team has the capability. But you of- win. Why would you not take them to win straight up then? They got one and a half. You just they're going to win. Are they going to win? Or are they going to lose by one? <laughs> well, see, <laughs> I want that little bit of insurance. Come on, it's just, go- just go for it. Say Jacksonville you know State what, wins right. their first game. Jacksonville State wins their first FBS football game All right, that's against Jacob, Utah. That's a Jacob Standard promise. And you can All bet your angry, house on it. <laughs> angry text to <laughs> at Jacob Standard. <laughs> All right, let's get to the final game. That's a big one. San Jose State versus USC. USC is a 31-point favorite. (laughs) We know what USC is. We know Caleb Williams is uh, the odds-on favorite to win the Heisman right now. We know what what USC can do. We know they're going to put up monster numbers. That often, And, by the way, San Jose State defense isn't very good. So it's not even that you're playing a decent defense team. Uh, (laughs) So we, I will tell you, they do have a decent quarterback, San Jose State. Uh, he's a, he's an okay, so he could score a few points. They may get some points up on a lackluster uh, USC defense, right? And San Jose State, this is the stat that worries you: six and zero at home last season. San Jose State. Oh no, they're playing at USC, and they were one and four on the road. Oh no, not a good road team. Uh, but the question is, does USC leave their starters in? No. Why would you? So if you say, can third-string USC beat San Jose State by 31 points? I'm going to say yes because the over-under is 66-and-a-half, and that's a telling number if San Jose State can only score the ball a couple times. It would not surprise me if it was 21 nothing out of there. I believe there's right. a bet you can take that the over-under on the first quarter is 14. I would tell you if you're betting, bet that one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, if the over-under is 14 in the first quarter and Caleb Williams is going to just dominate this yeah. team, I would not. That's a, t- a bet I would take, just personally. Yeah, I like that. Uh, let's see. Uh, one more clip before we go to break. We're going to take a break real quick. Caleb Williams is your Heisman odds uh, that have come out today. Uh, Jaden Daniels is number two from LSU. And number three, the man Quinn yours. Oh, yeah. Are you feeling it? I, I'm feeling it. Yeah, I like that one. And uh, Sark has had a Heisman winning wide receiver before, and the quarterback's a big part of that. And it I think- is a big part, Xavier. And he's got some if, if – uh, Adonai Mitchell, which we played the clip the other day. Yeah. He, he doesn't want to be called AD on hey, TV. Good job. Yeah. Adonai is who what he wants to be called, so we're going to call him Adonai. There you go. Uh, Adonai Mitchell is good there. Jordan Whittington. JT Sanders. JT Sanders. Isaiah Nayor. Like, it's... You get if Jontae Cook or Nibbler, one of those guys steps up. It, they just have so many weapons, it could be very easy. And Sark loves the deep ball. He does, he does. We're going to read some more of your texts. We come back. We'll give you some uh, NFL things to watch for in the preseason and get you ready for Vandegriff taking over the airwaves at... 645 pregame Vandergrift versus Dripping Springs. All that coming up here on the Sports Complex on the Horn 1019 and 1260, the Horn app and hornfm.com. 
The Sports Complex, afternoons 5 to 7 on The Horn. the sports complex on the horn. Whew, that was a crazy little break right there. This is the worst. So a couple things real quick. We're going to be here till 7. Uh, the the Tripping Springs uh, Vandergrift game is starting at 7.15 pregame is now what we've been told. Uh, it's some wrong info was given to me. but uh, So that will now be at 7.15 uh, pregame. You can check that out uh, on all of our stations. But we will be here till 7 now, which – I wonder if there's any breaking news, Jacob. Yeah, there's a little bit. Adam Schefter is reporting that Trey Lance, the third-string quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, they were going to keep him. They said they were going to keep him, but I guess not. They are sending their third, former third overall pick, Trey Lance, to the Dallas Cowboys for now what is reported as a fourth-round pick. (sighs) He is not owed that much more money. They get a pickup on his fifth-year option. Trey Lance is a Dallas Cowboy. Will Greer, got to hate this news because oh, Will Greer is now off the roster, right? Yeah, he has to be. I mean, that's you made a move for this guy. Whoever that lowest man on the totem pole is just got bounced, um, and I think Cooper Rush has a firm hold on that number two job. I would hope. I hope Trey Lance is not pushing for that, but it goes back. We were talking about this in the hallway a little bit earlier. The Cowboys don't like to put anybody behind deck that's going to push him. Yeah, but I guess this is the... Not sold on Dak Prescott. Let's try another quarterback that may have potential. I'm so sorry for every bad thing I ever said about Dak Prescott. I hope Trey Lance does not see the field for the Dallas Cowboys. Good Lord, people. Dak Prescott now has someone behind him with possible NFL ability. (laughs) Cooper Rush is all right. But, yes. (laughs) Cooper Rush has wins in the NFL. He does have wins in the NFL. I give it to him. He has wins in the NFL. He's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's not winning a Super Bowl. Trey Lance, and not upgrade. We don't know. Trey Lance may never see the field in Dallas. This is a fourth round pick. It just doesn't. It doesn't seem like a Dallas move. No, no, they don't make the big splash. I mean, maybe they put him at running back. Huh? Maybe they're going to put him at running back. Oh my goodness! <laughs> That's part of that speed package or the small package with Deuce and the uh, small package. Put Trey Lance, Lance Trey out Lance, there. Yeah. yeah, that is a big news. Uh, let's get to it a little bit. We're going to process this. <sighs> But yeah, <laughs> you've seen him throw at practice, right? I like he hasn't played prof- like this is a problem is you have to kind of pick up his fifth year option. Because if you don't pick up his fifth year option, then you got him for this year as an insurance. And, and plan. I don't feel that you're ready, and I don't know who your quarterback whisperer is now that has made Dak improve so much that you feel you're gonna make Trey Lance improve. I don't know if they were worried about Trey Lance going to Washington. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand the motivation for this. I don't get it. Unless he's playing running back. I mean, in which case, I'm t- that small package. That's he's going to run QB. <laughs> I don't get that one at all. That is a that is a that is a Schefter bomb. Schefter bomb on a Friday, and they did it Friday at six thirty. Man, I hope he got some bad info. I hope he got some bad info. All right. So here we go. Let's let's I mean, decompress from that for a second. I've got a bunch of 49ers fans. They're going to be blowing my phone up here in a second. Uh, oh. What to watch for in some final preseason games. Let's hit this stuff. 
I thought we were going to be out of here in ten minutes, but we're going to be here till seven. So we're gonna we'll we'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. We will also get back to uh, uh, your text uh, if you want to hit us at five one two three three seven three seven seven six. Uh, let us know what you think about the Trey Lance trade as well. But yeah, let us know uh, which Longhorn legend you would like to see a docu series about, uh, a la the Johnny Manziel, Jerry Jones, Swamp Kings, any of that. And also, which game worries you the most, or which game is the most important game for the Texas Longhorns this season? All right. What to watch for in some final preseason games? I was going to start with the Cowboys. Me too. I, I can't imagine Trey Lance is going to play in this game. You don't? I He he got traded Friday. They play <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> I, I mean, he's probably not even on a flight yet. No. He's not a Baker Mayfield guy who is going to get on the plane and get. I mean, they may put him in there and give him some routes. I don't think that helps him give out him at some all. Routes. Or give me just like here's a couple routes that these guys are going to run. Oh, and I thought just you meant him running the no, route. No, no, no. <laughs> but they, I don't. I don't see him playing. I see a Will Greer who's very disappointed playing in most of this game. Oh, how does he suit up and go play that game now? Well, I mean, because he understands he wants to be on the practice squad. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. He's still fighting for a job, but it's just uh, yeah, the but, mental gymnastics he's going to have to do. Yeah, so that is – or maybe they've sued up Dak Prescott now because he got a backup. Ooh. <laughs> I don't think I'd that's like to see happen. that. Why are we hiding Dak Prescott all preseason, Mike? I, I do not know. So uh, if we want to look for things to actually watch for, because I do not believe Trey Lance will be playing for the Cowboys, uh, who is going to get over Sean Snaps? Uh, seeing guys they try and put into this lineup of uh, who's what safeties are kind of moving up into that linebacker role. Seeing that will be an interesting thing because they're, I'm sure they're going to be trying some things out on defense. Yeah, so they've got they've got this Isaiah Land kid that Dan Quinn said he's very excited for all of a sudden now that Overshone's out of the picture. But he was an, he's an undrafted guy and he's a linebacker in that room, so I imagine he'll get a lot of run at that Overshone spot just to kind of see how he fares. Yeah, uh, we'll see Mozzie Smith. Mozzie Smith, another one to watch, just to if he's gonna if he has a more standout game. Uh, like Deuce Vaughn is another one you want to see if he can change the uh, change the perception of you know was game two the anomaly or was game one the anomaly? Which one? Which where is more likely Deuce Vaughn? Is he gonna be able to rush out of the backfield, rush through tackles? Is he gonna be able to do that? Or teams gonna be able to adjust? And he's you know it's gonna take him a little bit longer to be a real. Uh, nuisance for teams I think he still do it it may just take him a little bit longer if teams adjust yeah and I kind of want to see who that third running back is going to be because oh that's a huge one yeah uh between um Malik Davis and Rico Dottle right and we know uh, Lou Epke is going to be going for it too but I don't see I know, yeah, so we know who the competition is uh and then Luke Schoonmaker as well and see what he can do blocking mostly I don't imagine Jake Ferguson if he even plays is going to play too many snaps nah. so Schoonmaker if he gets another weekend that is another one to watch for there yeah uh for Texans Watching uh, C.J. Stroud's progress, we know he was gonna probably not even gonna play in this game when they were gonna have joint practices with the Saints. Right? They cancel the joint practices, which means D'Amico Ryan's now is gonna step back. Say C.J. Stroud's probably gonna play some snaps because he wants to give him a little bit more time against the defense. Yeah. Uh, you know, unlike Mike McCarthy, see, that is D'Amico Ryan's wants to go that way, but he's a much younger player. He is a rookie. I get it. Uh, you also want to look at the run defense for Texas. If the Houston Texans are going to be able to figure out that run defense, uh, it's been pretty porous so far uh, in the preseason. I know it's preseason. You have some guys, there's some veterans that aren't playing a lot of minutes in that preseason, but you'd like to see the young guys step up. And always watch Tank Dell. Uh, he sat out week two of preseason uh, just with a minor injury, but they just decided to hold him out. Not worth it to play him in preseason. He's supposed to be back. Uh, he practiced this week, so he could be back playing this week. Tank Dell is somebody who is another small guy 
that has shown a really big ability to get open. And so if we're looking at that, that is a guy that C.J. Stroud has had a really good connection with. Yeah, I'm hearing his name a lot. Uh, Let's go back over the text line. I do like this text. We now know the entire 49ers playbook. If this (laughs) Would you trade a fourth-round pick to mess up the 49ers? If this was the ultimate, like, get somebody a secret double agent move, then I will apologize for everything I just said. You don't think Kyle Shanahan's going to change up the calls? Right. I think think Kyle Shanahan knows better. But, and also... You think they gave Trey Lance the real play calls? (laughs) (laughs) Also, I I think part of the reason Trey Lance was third string was because he wasn't learning the playbook well. I thought they were just feeding him the wrong plays on purpose just to Uh, see what would happen. Yeah, I, uh... But yes, so that that still, if you did not, if you just joined us, Trey Lance is now a Dallas Cowboy. I will say this is this is completely Jerry Jones mo in one thing though, a hundred percent is mo that Jerry Jones loves to repurpose first round picks. Jerry Jones loves nothing more than to get a good deal on a first round pick. Now he never seems to worry why they were why they're cheap now. Yeah, he doesn't ask too many he questions. He never worries yeah. about it. But he loves a good garage sale find of something that used to be expensive. And that guy was a th- third overall pick. They traded three, three first-round picks for him. Except this wasn't a garage sale. They set him on the curb. No, 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 I get that. No, no, the Cowboys set Amari Cooper on the curb and then brought him back and tried to sell him. That's what that was. That was. Oh, we're going to cut him unless someone wants to trade for him. Unless, yeah. And then two weeks later, guys getting first-round picks for guys like Amari Cooper. Ugh. Still one of the worst. But... I, this is a very Jerry Jones move of, hey, man, there's a first-round pick available. And there, what can we get for him? Let's just – I wonder if it was they were just trying to figure out what they could get, and they were like, well, we'll send you a fourth, and they went, done. They went, crap. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just see what they'll go for. Just send them this number. But, I mean, I think this is, too. This is, you know, you're about to have to offer Dak an extension. This may be the put-up-or-shut-up-for-Dak-Prescott – and you didn't draft any running backs. You should have drafted some. So at least Trey Lance buys you fake praise for a year if you decide to not keep Dak Prescott. So you're telling me my two hopes for a franchise QB moving forward for the Cowboys? No, no, no. I think you no, know, because your one hope for a franchise QB is Trey Lance. We know oh. what Dak Prescott is. We know what he is. Like I don't think all of a sudden Dak Prescott's going to figure it out with the same. Now maybe if you if you say in a year you keep Dak Prescott and you get a new coaching staff in and you get a guy like what Dayball was able to do for Daniel Jones and you get a whis- quarterback whisper right instead of Mike McCarthy who good lord please don't let that man whisper into anybody's ear. <laughs> How many breaths does he take in one sentence oh, while he's whispering? So <laughs> many. But I I don't it is it's I there's just I don't know it there's parts of it that make sense. That you're giving up a fourth round pick for a quarterback who basically just couldn't stay on the field, and it wasn't so much his play was bad when it when he was playing, but it wasn't. You said, okay, well, this is just kind of young guys. You know, he hasn't played. You know, he had a COVID year and everything, and he was not playing. You still think the reason that he could have been drafted, and we don't know, he could have been really high on their draft board as well. They could have been high on Trey Lance in the draft. Yeah, I saw somebody report that. I don't remember which of the insiders. They said as soon as Trey Lance hits the market, every GM goes back to their draft day board on him, their grade of yeah. what they had for him. Well, I mean, I didn't think he was on the market. For a fourth-round pick, you have to imagine Tampa Bay would have been interested. Oh, man. <laughs> for a fourth-round pick? <laughs> yeah, I-, I would imagine they would want to see what that's if you're like. A fourth, Green yeah. Bay, for a fourth-round pick, if you have Jordan Love and you're not sure about him and you go insurance is Trey Lance? Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. It, like what? What? One of these teams? There's multiple teams out there who might. I mean, if you're Seattle, even I know that's in division. You probably don't want to send him there. But you go. We got Geno Smith. You know, maybe we could. I got Pete Carroll, who makes Geno Smith this guy. Maybe I get Pete Carroll, and he'll go. If I'm Denver, in the Russell Wilson experiment, and I have Sean Payton, who's supposed to make it, maybe I can get him in there. They have to ride. But that I'm one saying, out. A, no, no. But I get it. But it's a fourth round pick, is what I'm saying. It's a fourth round pick. Yeah, it's not an expensive price. I just. I'm I'm not a fan of that dude at any price. I, I get. I'm just saying. I feel like some other team for because I thought the reason he wasn't being traded was because his price was going to be too high. Right. And it apparently was not. No, it was apparently very very cheap. Apparently a fourth was wow. Let's get him off. And it's not, he's he's making under a million dollars this year, I believe. Yeah. And they, same. So like they, he he's making nine hundred and forty thousand for the remainder of twenty twenty three. Five point three million in twenty twenty. Do they just want to screw the Cardinals? By lowering the quarterback trade price before they try and ship off Kyler Murray, <laughs> so that that's their secret plan. Because where's like, Kyler Murray going to go now? I have no clue. Like, is Tampa Bay going to give up, you know, anything to get him and pay that contract if they don't have a quarterback? Does Tyler Murray have a next home in the NFL? I uh, yes. I mean, well, he's got a contract. Yeah, he, he signed a giant contract, so I I figure he would. Like, there was always a thing he could have gone to uh, baseball. But at this point, to go, I'm going to go sit and play four years in the minors and turn down that two hundred plus million dollars. Yeah, I don't think he's doing that one. I guarantee. I, he wish he had a guaranteed Deshaun Watson guaranteed contract right now. Yeah, I bet he does. I bet he I does. Bet There's he a lot of quarterbacks that, that do. Whew. All right, we're going to keep your text going if you got anything. This is yeah, and McCarthy is, ain't no Carol. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. I agree. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's a weird trade because they don't have a quarterback whisper. It's like Schottenheimer's not that guy. And it just almost guarantees they're not going to keep looking for the potential next guy if Dak doesn't work out. No, like, yeah, they're not drafting a quarterback no, again next this, year. That, that's no, it. that fourth-round right pick there. is right. – they had to trade a pick for Cooks. They had to trade a pick for Gil. Oh, this draft's going to be terrible. Jerry's yeah. going to hate it. Oh. He's going to ship – well, he may ship off somebody to try and get to, to draft pick back. We'll see. How keep many up picks can them. we get for Dak? <laughs> <laughs> Not many. Not that many. Okay. Yeah, because again, he falls into the category of big paycheck, and we know what he is. Yeah, he's not a bad quarterback, but you know what he is. Right. Uh, let's talk a little fantasy football before we take a break. Okay. Uh, I do for a couple games. I don't have too much here of fantasy football to watch for. I don't know if you know what you got. Uh, I do say Lions and Panthers are playing tonight. Uh, check out uh the rookies. So if J- Jameer Gibbs plays, if Bryce Young plays, go check those guys out. See what they're doing fantasy football wise. If they're worth a flyer late, Jameer Gibbs, I think, is definitely worth a pick. I would uh, say so. Uh, you know, if he's in that passing, receiving, I think that's going to be a high well. scoring offense. Uh, yeah, I I think that one's great. And then running back at for Carolina, we know they signed Nick Chubb to a lot of money. They read that market wrong. Uh, but you look, someone else is going to have to be make some some run plays on there if they. They decide that they're going to kind of try and move on from Nick Chubb quickly, or if what they do, you know, they're going to have other runners. If Chuba Hubbard is it, or what is it for uh, Charlotte uh, for uh, Carolina? Which not a bad option, by the way. Chuba Hubbard has done very no, well for them. He's done well. Uh, and then the one I'll tell you in the Chargers game tonight to watch, Quentin Johnson. Yeah, he's done okay, but his his longest catch, I believe, is 16 yards so far. I want to see if he can be a deeper threat if they try and stretch him out at all like that. Uh, Kellen Moore, we know, loves third wide receivers. He is a big fan. He has made a third wide receivers a lot of money from the Cowboys. 
I mean, he made Cedric Wilson a bunch of money. He made yes, Michael he Gallup a bunch of money as a third wide receiver. So we know if Kellen Moore is now in Charlotte. Yeah. Or in, in, sorry, in the Chargers, then that's a guy that I've looked for, Quentin Johnson, in fantasy. He's someone I would look for. Yeah, you have anybody, other, anybody else to watch for? Not for this week. It's the last week of preseason. Not that many guys that are going to be taking meaningful meaningful snaps in games are going to be playing this weekend. Um, I think you hit most of them right there on your run of the rookies. Yeah. There, there's not a lot of stuff to watch for, but uh, keep your eye out. Maybe you'll find a flyer late in the draft. And Tank Dell is one that I'm looking at in every draft because if he's the number one in Houston, I know Nico Collins is the number one, yeah. but if – if he's the red zone threat that C.J. Stroud's looking for, I'm, I'm, you know, might be a waiver late in the draft. I don't see him going anywhere. He's right. normally not even getting drafted. Well, so. I will say this about a game that happened last night for the Colts. Anthony Richardson's going to be a very good streaming option this year, depending oh, yeah. on matchups. Yeah. And, I mean, but then again, if we know anything about Colts preseasons, Sam Ellinger is a great streaming option every Mr. August! Year. <laughs> Mr. August! Love Sam Ellinger. Uh, we're going to take a break. Keep those texts coming. 512-337-3776. You can just react to the Trey Lance news. You can add, tell us who you want a docu-series of, a la Johnny Manziel, a la uh, the new Jerry Jones one that's I'm coming out. I'm Jerry Kings. Jones one now. It's 10 episodes. 10. 10 episodes that won't hit my TV. And Jimmy Johnson's not even going to be mentioned in it. <laughs> They wrote him out of Cowboys history. Uh, they're going to be like, then there was a coach, <laughs> and Jerry Jones won Super Bowls. Jerry Jones won Super Bowls. Yeah, you know they're not going to talk about him like at all. No. And then they'll just, it's just, yeah, we know they're not going to talk about But who would you like that? And uh, what Texas game this season on the schedule is the most important game to you? Tell us that uh, on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. We're going to come back, wrap it up here for you. Pre-game for, for Dripping Springs versus Vandergrift Vipers. Vandergrift Vipers will be here on the horn all season long. Uh, if preview game will now be at 7-15, 7-30 kickoff there uh, in Dripping Springs. Football is back. High school football back. Friday Night Lights, baby. We'll be right back on the Sports Complex on the horn, 1019 AM 1260, hornfm.com, and the Horn app. The Sports Complex, afternoons 5 to 7. Woo! Hell yeah! On the horn. Last call. So either hook up now or go home and take care of yourselves. To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Bring a pitcher of beer every seven minutes till somebody passes out. And then bring one every ten minutes. I'm very drunk and I intend getting still drunker before the evening's over. All right. Let's wrap things up here on the Sports Complex. Patrick Davis, at It's Patrick Davis. Jacob Standard, at It's Jacob Standard, to give us a follow. Hooray. Thanks to Jacob for joining me on a Friday afternoon. It's been a fun one. It has. It has been a good day. Instead of me yelling at a wall for two hours, which is normal. Uh, but, yes, uh, if you missed the news a little bit earlier, uh, Trey Lance is now a Dallas Cowboy. That is. Yep. Trey Lance is now a Dallas Cowboy. Did not see that hitting. That was not on my radar. One bit. I didn't even know we were interested. Yeah. I didn't I, know you were looking for a quarterback. I didn't either. I kept thinking y'all wanted a running back. Me too. Maybe we make a move for a running back, but couldn't have that. Wow. So, yeah, that is news. Only a fourth-round pick, uh, so not terrible trade value that they got for him. Uh, we also we have been talking about uh, the docu-series of who you'd like to see. I'm surprised there's not more love for Earl. I would, yeah, I would think he would Come be. Come on. Like, yeah. I have two Earl Campbell autographs in my office right now. 
Yeah, exactly. I have I have an Oilers autograph and a Texas Longhorns autograph because you need to represent both sides of Earl. But I was raised as a Longhorn fan and an Oilers fan, so Earl Campbell was the man. Would that be a very interesting documentary, though? Yeah, I feel like if you went back and talked to players about how good he was when he played, and you talk about stuff that he had to go through coming from Tyler, Texas, to, you know. Yeah, but that's not a good storyline, just having people just gush I mean, I, over I, him. You I need, know. You need it conflict. For me. You need a character there arc. Is no, what conflict is there in Swamp Kings? The, what? <laughs> the media? The media getting on Urban Meyer for the, being the one they an alleged, over. An alleged yeah. jerk? The one they skipped over, the big one? Yeah, <laughs> they were like, and they had this tight end guy that played there, too. <laughs> Oh, uh, and they, they, these guys got arrested. Oh, by the way, I got to go back. <laughs> the text of the man who was at uh, Romance Taylor's. No uh, way. Was at the All party. right, here we go. Oh, we did get it. It was in Little River Academy pasture party. Taylor showed up with chrome-plated pistols. No <laughs> way. <laughs> I expected oh. a bunch of different answers right there, not that one. I wasn't that expecting was... chrome-plated pistols. I appreciate the text there. That's the best one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for if you wanted Romance Taylor uh, to pick. Uh, we will have uh, Chan. Yes, Harge is probably having a heart attack right now because the oh, Cowboys man. got him. I'm gonna have to check on him after the show. I think I can still hear him. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, there's also uh, I want Casey Stutter to have a docu series because it would be freaking entertaining. I look, I think Casey Stutter will be a fun one too. Absolutely, I think that's got to be part of the Longhorn Network though. Longhorn I don't know. Films. I don't know. Longhorn <laughs> Films. Yeah, if we just get that, and I'll tell you this: the food at the party, the the. The premiere. At the premiere? Yeah. Woo! Food at the premiere is going to be good. Can't put that one on network television, though. <laughs> just just knowing what I know about Casey. Uh, we have Don't Matter. The Bears are still winning the Super Bowl. The Bears. Jake, the Bears. The Bears. I think it's one of your friends. I would assume Jacob, so. Yeah. Uh, someone that was, who is. Uh, <laughs> that seems a little pointed, doesn't it? They uh, The Bears win the Super Bowl. Good luck with that. Yeah, I imagine. Hey, man, I've talked, I've talked some mad trash about Mike McCarthy and this Cowboys team. This is getting ready for the season. I think they're better than the Bears. I do, too. I and I think better. I know exactly who that text came from. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, I'm not even going to visit that subject. Uh, what was Jarrah thinking? Trick plays. Now he's got another athlete that can get paid because the money earmarked for Parsons and CD. Yeah, I, I mean, look, so they can take his fifth-year option. I don't know how much his fifth-year option is actually for, but they could pick up his fifth-year option. The, the, they may be saying, too, well, there's not money to sign Dak Prescott to this extension that he wants. Or maybe we're going to try and show that, you know, we're going to play hardball with Dak Prescott. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, well, the tweet from Schefter says there's $5.3 million in 2024, all of which is guaranteed from Dallas. All right. That's not, that's not too bad. That's just just throwing money in the trash. Hey, days. just Roshan Johnson and baby. Roshan him. <laughs> put him in running back. There we go. Got it all figured out. Uh, Trey we, Lance on a jet sweep. <laughs> we got to get out of here. Uh, 7-15 pregame. Vandergriff versus Dripping Springs. You can check it out right here on the horn. Uh, for Jacob Standard, follow him at Jacob Standard. Myself, Patrick Davis, at It's Patrick Davis, because there's more Patrick Davises than Jacob Standards, apparently. Which is weird. Jacob Standard is a pretty ordinary name. <laughs> we'll be back on Monday with more great sports complex. Until then, be kind to each other. Be safe out there. Keep your underwear clean. And we'll see you on Monday with more of the Sports Complex on the Horn.